Good morning. Um, this morning, we're going to look at, we're going to be in the Gospel of Matthew. And uh, Pastor Graf obviously is not here. He's, uh, he, he saw his daughter, his youngest daughter, uh, getting married uh, yesterday. Caitlin was married yesterday, so he's down there. So next week, we'll be back in uh, Jonah. So I want to read the portion of scripture that we're going to look at today, but then I'm going to go back to some other things. But I want to read it. Um, and this, this portion has been, a lot of people have misquoted it. Uh, they, they quote it to people all the time. Um, it is a very frightening portion of scripture because it makes you self-examine your lives before God. And that's what we do. We want to see people saved. We don't want to see people self-deceived. So uh, Matthew 7, 21, I'm sure you're familiar with it. I'm going to read it, then we'll go back. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Okay, so that is, this is the climax of the Sermon on the Mount. That's what this is. But what I, when I say self-examination, we all should do that. As Christians, we all should examine our lives. I've talked to, I've seen sermons from people and talked to people over the, over the years who profess Christ at one time in their life. And then they did it again. And there's churches that say, whoa, 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 you, you can't do that. You're doubting God there. Okay? Well, you don't want to be in this line. You don't want to face this judgment because you're self-deceived. Um, and when we were going to do the Lord's Supper today, and, 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 and before you do that, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to examine yourself. Okay? And uh, let's go, I'm going to go a couple of different places. You can write these verses down. You don't have to go there. I'm going to go to uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. And I'm explaining this to you. Um, just to love our Lord, the consistency of God in our lives is just amazing when you read Scripture. Um, 13, 5. After Paul, if you're familiar with the books, the, the letter of Corinthians, there was three, right? One was lost, okay? At the, at the last letter, this is what Paul says. Paul says, test yourself to see if you're, you are in the faith. Examine yourself, or do you not recognize this about yourself, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail the test, Okay? So there's warnings all over Scripture to examine yourself, and I'll be clear with you. I'm not here. I'm not here to question anyone's salvation. You know, I don't know your heart. You don't know mine. What I'm here, those who are out there now, who don't know Christ, I don't want you to have insurance. I don't want you to have insurance because you're deceived. There's some out here that's that's on the fence. They don't know. They hear this a lot. They're not sure what to do about it. I understand that. But at least, at least they're open. At least they know they're lost, you know? So, I'm going to go here. This, and, and, and like I say, a lot of people will, will quote this. You know, I, the Lord said he never knew you. The Lord, the Lord doesn't know you. And they, they quote the verse. They don't know the verse. They haven't studied the verse, okay? 
but let me just say this. I'm going to start back in Matthew 5, because again, this is the Sermon on the Mount that our Lord did, okay? Um, and he starts off, and I, as I teach our kids, we know all about this, we just we studied this. When Christ um, was baptized, then what happened? Then he went, Satan let him out to temptation, okay, he dealt with that. But the, but the thing about Christ that you have to understand is that he was consistent just like God has been consistent. There's two ways, life and death. Christ came preaching what? Repentance. Okay? You got churches out here telling you, you know, we'll get to them in a minute. But Christ, when he first started his ministry, he, he, he preached repentance. Then we go to uh, the beginning of this sermon, the greatest sermon ever, I'd say, you know, and Christ talks, to, and he told these people, what, what does it look like to be in the kingdom of God? Okay, he showed you the king, what, 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 what it entails to be in the kingdom. He showed you through this. Did he teach law? Yep, he did. He taught law. The covenants were given for what reason? Not to show man how good he was, to show man how bad he was, and that he needs Christ, that he fulfilled everything that must be fulfilled. And what is that called? It's called the divine standard. Unless you're divine, you're not making that standard. That's what it is. So self-examination, because many are self-deceived. Well, we'll talk about that. There's a divine standard, and I want to start where that is, okay? In Matthew 5, well, first of all, the Beatitudes, I'll come back to that. But, I'll just, well, I'll just do it now. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Poor in spirit, you know what that means? That means that they, they, they are so, they understand themselves to be so inadequate for God that their spirit is poor, okay? Then we go to, then we go to, uh, they mourn. Blessed are, are, are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Why are they mourning? They're mourning because of their sin. Because, because they know they came short of God's glory. They mourn because of that. And, 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 and they say, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. They're, they hunger and thirst for righteousness because they don't have it within themselves. They know the Lord has saved them. They understand the imputed righteousness they have, but every day we fail. These, this is what Christians look like. Every day you should be mourning over your sin. Every day you should be in repentance. Every day. Do, we, we all fell at this. I'm, I'm just saying in general, that's, that's, that's what we should be doing. Um, and so I go to um, Matthew 5, 20, and this kind of sums everything up right here. Jesus says, For I say that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. They, they're supposed to be the most righteous people. So if you're not better than them, Christ is saying, you know, they're, 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 they're the keepers. Of, they, we know they weren't, but Jesus uses them for example. But you must surpass their righteousness. And let's face it, how righteous can you be? Not, not very much on your own, right? So, but it's all summed up in this, in this verse here, you guys. It's all summed up in verse 48. Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So when you read that, you understand what the standard of being in heaven is? Perfection. That's what it is. That's why you must have Christ, because Christ is God and he is perfect. Okay? So as we go through this, he's talking about everything. He's talking about prayer. He's talking about uh, not judging people. 
He's talking about all the things that we do. Everything we do is here. God's saying, I'm showing you, I'm teaching you law, but I'm teaching you that you can't, you can't keep this law. It's impossible. That's why you need me. That's what he's saying. Um, and, then, and, then, and the thing about it is, you know, then you got the false teachers, right? Let's talk about that. They're everywhere. They're in this town, okay? They're the ones that are, are preventing people to come to Christ, you know? But, but, but the problem is this, is that I say examine yourself because there's Christians who still, and, and, and they're Christians, but they still go to these false teachers. You know, what, what, and that's why the, the false assurance is there. They may still be Christians, but they listen to these false teachers. And you say, where's your discernment? Where's your growth in the Lord? That's all of us. You know, we have to grow in, in, in Christ. Um, there's, there's always been two ways. In Israel, back then, what God said, choose today, life or death, blessing or curse. It's always been that way. That is nothing different. Jesus is laying this out for everybody to see. Okay, verse 21 of chapter 5. Not everyone, excuse me, I'm wrong. Excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself. 15, verse 15 right now. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous, ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Okay, I'm going to stop there. As Christians, we can't judge people's salvation, but we can, we can look at their lives, and, and you still can't say, oh, that person saved or not saved, but you can look at their lives and see if you have discernment, God's going to show you that's not, that's not a good tree. That's not a good tree. So you, so you know that. Um, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, and the, the issue is that, can you say Lord and not be saved? Yeah, you can. They do it, they do it all the time. Um, so I'm, I want to read this. Enter through, so we're going to get to what we're talking about. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it, for the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. This narrow gate he's talking about, first thing I see about that, you got to be looking for it, okay? It's narrow. In, 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 in Acts, it talks about the way. The way is what? Christ. The narrow way is Christ. The narrow way is understanding that you're bankrupt spiritually and that you need Christ. That's the narrow way. But then you get the false teachers standing right in the way. This is heaven. This is the road to heaven, but it goes to hell. Because this, this is what people do, folks. They open up. You have no right to open up and broaden the road that God said, this is the criteria. But people do it all the time. You have people in the church today who are Christians. I see it all the time. But what makes people feel this way? What, what makes people feel like they can just, they're Christians, but they don't follow Christ. They don't follow the Bible. Okay, I see it all the time. I see people in churches, they come and talk to me and go, they're having an issue. It could be marriage. It could be dealing with their kids. It could be anything. They'll go to a false teacher, okay, and the false teacher says, oh, this is 2023, uh, this, yeah, God said that, but you know, uh, it's this way. I've had people tell me to my face, you're putting Christ, you're putting God in a box. I'm not going to attribute things to God that he didn't say, though you, but the, it, what they're doing is a, it's idolatry. You're creating a Christ of their own thinking. That's what they're doing. But my issue with the whole thing is this, is that God is consistent through the whole thing, but people reject it. We cannot judge. I'm not here to judge anyone's salvation. Again, uh, I don't know who's saved and who's not, and you don't either. None of us know that. 
But getting to, to, to the verses I want to get to, um, and again, I just want to talk about assurance for a minute. You know, you, you, you meet kids. I, I deal with a lot of kids and parents and stuff like that. And you hear people say this all the time. They say, oh, I know such and such. Uh, he's, he's a believer. He's saved. I know he's saved. No, you don't. No, you don't. The only way that you can have assurance about your salvation is by God's spirit crying out, Abba, Father, okay? When you add, uh, when you, what, what, what did, uh, um, I don't think that I want to go here. Peter talked about the ensuring work of God, you know, when you add these things to your faith. I can just go there. Second Peter 5, 8, I'll go there. So the only way to, to know, I mean, you know, you know, your, your spirit will, 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 will let you know what you are as far as being saved. You know, there's people in here right now who know they're not saved, you know, but I'm thankful that they know that, you know what I mean? Because they're not self-deceived, they're aware of that, you know? Um, so second, where am I going to go? Um, second Peter 1, 5, 8. I'm sorry, 1, 5, 8, excuse me. 1, 5, 2, 8. Okay, so this is what Peter says. Now for this very reason, also applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. So if those things are going on in your life, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, you're checking out to be true. Because we need to love. God demonstrates love towards us, but when we were still sinners, Christ died for us, right? I mean, Christ, let me get, love, we, we, we throw that word around a lot. Love is something you don't have unless you have Christ. You don't know how to love your wife. You don't know how to love your kids. You're incapable of that. Love is something God should, uh, puts in our heart. We, we talk about agape love. If I go into everything, I'm, we ain't going to get out of here. So I'm going I'm, to keep going. So, so, but thank you. Um, so, we're, we're going to get to Matthew 7, 21 now. Um, and I'm going to go to Acts 17, 31 before I start this. Um, and I know you guys know this. Mr. Mr. Uh, Zaren just talked about who, um, who was worthy to open the seal? Christ. Who was worthy for this judgment to judge you? Christ. Christ is the one who died for you. Okay? 1731 in Acts. Because he has fixed a day, speaking of Christ, in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed, having finished, excuse me, furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. So that would be Christ. So he has every right to judge. He has every right to stand before you and tell you to depart from him. Okay, he has every right. But see, again, what makes people think they're saved when they're not saved? That's the question you have to ask. I, I, there's people I know that will tell me to my face, I don't believe all that. Okay, good. 
Good, I'm, I'm glad you understand where you're at. Okay? But there's others who will tell you, they'll say straight up to you, say, oh, yeah, brother, I'm, I'm a believer. You know it. I say, well, what about, uh, I mean, where do you go to church? Oh, I don't go to church. Oh, you don't go to church. You don't have to go to church. And you say, oh, what am I going to say? I mean, uh, okay. Um, but that is an obedience issue, isn't it? That's obedience, right? Whether you attend or don't. But we'll see. But I wanted to do 21 through 29. But that's just too much. But I want to I explain a couple of things to you. I had A.J. read in James today because in this first three verses, this is talking about professors, right? People who say they're Christians, right? But clearly, what is God saying? It's not the ones who say, it's the ones who do. That's what he's saying, okay? It's clear. And he's going to say that as I read it. And, 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 uh, and this is the climax of, of this sermon. Jesus said, okay, there's two ways, okay? There's false teachers. I know all these things, okay? But we come down here and say, no, I don't care what you profess. Many people say, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. You know, who cares what you say? It's what you do. And, and that's just what A.J. had just read. And also in um, from 24 through 29, dealing with the builders of the two houses, in, that, in those verses, it's not what you hear, it's what you do. So everybody can say, yeah, I hear, I hear, but what do you do with what you hear? You see, you're self-deceived. You're self-deceived. How do you get to that point? People help, help, people help people get to that point. If I just read about assurance, you get people to say to people all the time. In, in some of these churches, I call them easy believism churches because they tell you, yeah, just say a prayer. I used to think, they, I used to think this too. Just say a prayer and you're saved. Just tell God you're sorry for your sins and you're saved. Do you need to do that? Yes. But true repentance is turning from that sin. Okay? It's, it's, and, and you get people, no man can assure you of anything. You can't have a man come up to you and say, oh, I know you're saved. Don't ever doubt it. That's not man's work. That's God's work. You can't do that. Um, so, so we'll start with verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So clearly what we're seeing, and I'll just be real with you, um, there's, there's three judgments, okay? Let's be honest. Because I've never read this verse and understood it this way. I do now. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the, heaven, enter the kingdom. So what he's saying is not everyone, but there are some who who legitimate when they say, Lord, Lord, Okay? They're legitimate. He says not everyone. So there's obviously some who are believers who can say, Lord, Lord, and they're legitimate. So um, there's, two, there's two judgments, okay? There's a being of judgment, three judgments. There's a being of judgment, that's for believers. 2 Corinthians 5, okay? And then it's also the white throne judgment. We've talked about that here in this church. And also the... the, the um, the, the judgments of the uh, the sheep, the goats, the nation's judgment, sheep and the goats, and also, um, let's be clear, we're all going to be judged. Everybody in here will be judged. Okay? The problem is, we'll get to the white throne judgment in a second, but the problem is, if you're judged on your works, and what you did, you're doomed. Okay? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna use. A, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this: if it, if it's a human achievement, if you're on that human achievement road, 
about me, 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 me. There's people in here right now that haven't repented. It's about me. Okay? What you do, you know the, 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 the scales, that type of thing. We say we don't do that, but we're thinking that. Oh, I'm not, I'm not as bad as that person. God doesn't see it that way. God sees you clear, clearly for what you are, a sinner before him. But if you're in Christ, you're saved. Okay? So when we, when we look at that, we understand that there are people who are going to stand in judgment. And I don't believe they'll be at the white throne. But I just, I just understand that when he says this, I never read it that way, that there are, he's talking about believers too in, in, in this situation. Um, so I want to, I want to, when he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of the Father. So let's, let's look at a couple of verses. AJ read James 1. I'm going to go to Romans 2 real quick. 2 verse 3. Concerning the son who was born. No, excuse me, that's wrong. That's wrong. Getting ahead of myself. 2 verse 3 says this. But do not, but do you suppose this, O man, when you pass judgment on those who practice such things and do the same yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? So we, I, we look at that and we understand that we're judging people's salvation when we can't do that. We can't, that's not for us to do. You know, in verse 13, it goes right with that. For it is not the hearer of the law who are just before God, but the doer of the law will be justified. Okay? Again, when you hear doer of the law, you're thinking, oh, I got, no, no. Christ has done that. Okay? Christ has done it. But our whole life is about glorifying God. Okay? That's, that's, that's what you're called to do. Um, I'm going to go to uh, Titus 1.16. And God is so consistent. Everything Jesus says, the apostles have, have put it in the word of God for us to remember. They profess to know God. But by their deeds, they deny him being detestable and disobedient and worthless for any good work. So they deny him in how they live, their deeds. But they say they know him. But by the way they live, they deny him. Okay? That, that, that's, that's basically what, the, what he's saying. Um, so it's important to understand why. Well, what is doing God's will, I guess is what I would say. It's because that's what he says we must do. What, what is God's will? God's will is for us to be saved, right? That's God's will, for us to be saved, to come to his son, to, to repent of our sins and be saved. His will is also for us to be sanctified. What does that mean? Set apart from sin. That's his will for us, okay? And these are, when you look at this scripture, you, you see, do I, am I in that category? That's what, that's what you look at. Um, also, also, the other thing is, uh, whatever we do, whether we eat, drink, whatever we do, we do all to the glory of God. What is that saying? Our, what is his will? Our will is to glorify him. That's our will. That's, what, that's our job. That's what we're supposed to do as Christians. So you look at your life and see if this is going on. See, my desire is this. My love for everyone here is this. I don't want anyone for, for Christ to have to say to you, depart from me. I don't want to see that happen to anyone. You know, but I don't know your hearts. I don't know where you are with anything. 
I know I talk to people again who say, oh, brother, I'll get that right when I get older. I, you don't, we're not promised tomorrow, people. This is a self-examination. This, this is not a, a judgment thing. This is a love thing here. That's what I want you to understand, okay? Um, so we understand the criteria to enter the, the kingdom then. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, we're in the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Well, again, this is something that Christians miss a lot of times. When you're a Christian, you're in Christ. How many times does the Bible say, in Christ, in Christ? Okay, let's talk about that for a second. You have no identity anymore outside of Christ as a Christian. You die to self. Okay, you still have your name, your social security number, and all that. But do you live a life like you like you just come to church? It's, this is just something you do? Your identity is in Jesus Christ if you're a believer. Every day it's about Christ. We, and, and, and we deal with we deal with that kind of that's why the, the false teachers, these false churches out there that pull our, our good people away, you know. And another thing, you know, the, that's what the church is for. You know, they, I hesitate with people who don't join a, a local church. I mean, you, you don't have to. I mean, I guess people say, well, you know, you don't need to join. But do you understand what, what, what comfort that is when, you, when you're with believers? When, when, when you have fellowship with believers, that, that you're part of the body. Though you're part of, if you're a Christian, you're part of the, 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 the body of Christ anyway. I get that. But the counsel is here. You know, the, the prayers are here. You know, when you go outside of, like for me, if there's an issue for me, I'm going to be talk to, to, the, to the elders, talk to my brothers here. That's what I'm going to talk to. I'm not going to go to the world. Yeah, the world's going to give you an answer, answer outside of God. They're going to give you an answer that you're looking for. That's what the world does. But everything that's done here is okay in heaven. Okay? That's what he's saying. Are we perfect? No. But God says when it comes to two or three witnesses gathering his name, yes. So that's what we have to understand. The church is important. Very important. It doesn't, am I saying people in this line are going to be that way? I'll tell you what type of people are in this line. These are religious people, folks. This is not the people who tell you, I don't care about God, I don't care about... No, these are the ones who are at church every Sunday. These are the ones who are going to be shocked. They're the ones who are... Yeah, so I mean um, um, activities at the church. They're, they, they go out, they, they put out tracts. This, this is not... This, these are not uh, uh, what, apostates. You know, these are not people who just hate God like we have in our society. No, they know they're going to hell. They're going to wake up and go, oh, yeah, I guess that was real. Yep, it was real. You know, that's what they're going to do. It's people like us who think we're okay because we go to Northland or we go to a church. But you've never given your life to Christ. See, that's, 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 that's these people. And Jesus let them know, I never knew you. I don't know you. I never knew you. Um, so that, that, I want you to understand, that's who these people are. Our friends, you know, our co-workers who, hey, brother, did you read this? I, and I saw this on TV. Them people, we don't know who they are. You know, you have an idea sometime, you know, but that's, that's, who, that's what's so scary about this, you know, because they think they're okay, and they're not. That's, that's, what's, that's the scary part about it. Um, verse 22, so that. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Okay, so let's talk about on that day. Okay. On that day is a judgment day, obviously. 
when God's going to judge. Okay? So, he also says, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord. Now, understand, if, they, if that's the white throne judgment, let me tell you about these folks here. <laughs> They've been in a waiting place for thousands of years, you know, of hundreds of thousands, whatever. They've been waiting there for this final judgment. They know where they're at. Read Luke 16. When you die, you're going you're gonna to be aware of where you're at. You're going to be aware of how many times you've given the gospel and you just walked away from it. You're just waiting for that final judgment. Okay? So why, Lord, 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 how can you do this to us? Look at what everything I did. Look all, look, look what I did. I'm, I was healing people. I was, what did he say? I was, I was doing all these works in your name. And some of that stuff might be legitimate because God can allow Satan to do that. Yeah. These, 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 these health healers or whatever they are, you know, this, this, this happens. This happens a lot, you know. Because on that day, though, it's too late, though. On that day, you're done. When you stand before God, you're done. These, because you know what? What separates people from God and Christ is pride. You can't see yourself how God sees you. You know, you cannot do that. You can't do it. It's sad, but it's true that this is what happens. Um, so, in the, in the, I'm going go, to go to uh, Revelations 20, because that's basically what this is. <clears throat> Verse 11. <clears throat> then I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the, de the dead and the great and the small standing before the throne. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the book of life according to their deeds. See? Okay, so check, check this. <laughs> Your deeds matter, right? At that point, one accusation, you're done. Okay? You're going to be judged by your deeds. We can't afford to be judged by our deeds. We can't. Because our deeds are what? Our, 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 our good things? What does Isaiah say? Good works are what? Filthy rags, man. You have nothing to bring. Empty in your hand. All you can, all you can cling to is the cross in Christ. That's all you can cling to. You can't cling to what you've done. What you've done doesn't matter. It's all about Christ, you know? And, I, and, I, and I've met people, well, and this is the thing I tell my kids all the time. You know, no one wants to be in a position like that. I don't want anyone to be in a position like that. But people hang on to things that are temporal. You know, do I want to see anybody divorced? Absolutely not. But your, your wife or your husband doesn't come before Christ. Your job doesn't come before Christ. When it comes right down to, well, I just want to hang on to, you know, you can't take, I can't take my wife to heaven. It's just like a term star at the, at the airport. You got to go through one at a time. God's going to judge you. I mean, it, listen, folks, it, it took me a long time to get to this point. It took me a long time. I was in all kinds of different things, you know. I was in a cult, you know, and I, I mean, well, I wasn't a part of it. I just believed what they were teaching. I was, I was self-deceived, you know. I believe that, you know, to, to, to it, and it's all the same thing, working your way to heaven, right? It's all the same thing. I'm going to work my way to heaven. I'm going to do what I want to do to please God. So we, we kept the Sabbath day, right? Kept the Sabbath. We kept the festival. You know, 
Saturday, right? That's when you go to church, right? Because guess what? The world does that, so we're going to be different. I mean, I, I have a good friend I love very much. She'll believe this. But the problem is, I don't care what day you go to church, okay? But when you put, you keep in a Sabbath, which you're not keeping a Sabbath, number one, because if you read the Bible, you understand what, what's entailed in keeping a Sabbath. Uh, you keep the festivals. Uh, you're, not, you're, not, you're not a Jew. You, you, you're not, you, you know, that was given to Israel, but you want to keep the festivals, go right ahead. The issue is this. Are you putting that in favor to God? Are you saying, this is what makes me acceptable to God? I got a problem there. You can, you can keep, you can, you have Monday night as, as, as your church day. But when you put that, yeah, that, that, this is acceptable to God. You got a problem. You got a problem like that. So this, this is very frightful to have to stand before God, but you're going to stand before God unless you have Christ. That's just as simple as that. Now, this is not pleasant to go through, but it's needed to, 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 to go through. You know, again, I, I talk to people uh, and been in prisons, jails, nursing homes, talking to, to men, okay? And a lot of, it's a funny thing, a lot of them, I mean, I met a few that they're really proud of their country. You know what I mean? As a man, we're, we're proud of America. Yeah, really? Well, God's blessed us, but America's not part of the Bible. You know what I mean? You can be proud of America, but you have to put God first. Well, and when I say proud of America, there's nothing wrong with being proud of your country. I mean, but pride is, is you've got to watch pride when it comes to Christ, right? You know, God has blessed you. But what it comes down to is that they think because I'm an American, I am a Christian. Or I'm a certain race, I'm a Christian. No, no, you're not. It doesn't work that way. I met people in jail. They say, oh, I say, how long have you known Christ? I was born as a Christian. They, yeah, they, they say I was born as a Christian. You know, that type of person will be in this line because there are people that are self-deceived and they believe they are saved and they will be in this line. They believe that. You know, I mean, they, they don't, excuse me, they don't believe they'll be in this line. Excuse me. But when I read this, even as an unbeliever, the white throne judgment, we used to walk around and say, oh, he's going to be in that white throne judgment. You know, it's nothing to play with. This is serious. You know, and I, and I love, and, and this is another thing I want to make clear in this church, is that we believe in the, the uh, sovereignty of God, yes, in salvation, in all things. But so if you believe in the sovereignty of God, God chooses absolutely. Absolutely. So what, what, what have, God, what, what, have you repented? Do you believe? Yeah, well, I guess God chose you. You know, is it, we, we can't, like, like Paul said, to when, when they, were, uh, uh, they were challenging what Paul's authority, Paul says, you know, who are you? The clay to tell the, 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 the potter anything. You know, who are you? You're nobody. God, we can't argue with what God, be happy you're born. Okay? We're here, remember what we're here for. We're here to glorify God. And a lot of churches won't even preach this, you know, because they don't want to upset people. But if you really love, if you really love uh, your, um, your family members and the people that you know, You'll be telling them about Christ. Pastor Graf just got done talking about Jonah, right? Let's look at that for a minute. Okay. When, when Jonah was downstairs sleeping, when everybody else was going crazy, right? Why do you think that was? Because he knew God, and he knew whatever happens, I'll be with God in heaven. He knew that. I'll be with the Lord. He knew that. Okay? Those others, 
when, when death comes, what does the Bible says? It's been appointed to a man once to die, and after that, judgment. You, you don't get out of that. Death can be today. Judgment begins. But judgment has begun in the house of God already. The, the, these things are not in the Bible because they don't... Jesus knew there's going to be people who are deceived. You think you're on the right road, but you're not. You can't widen it. Oh, I know my, my, my brother never did this for many years, and you know, but you know, on his deathbed, he gave his life to Christ. He may have. He may have done that. But don't be self-deceived. Don't be self-deceived. When you, when you know somebody doesn't understand, they don't know Christ, your neighbor, how many years, do, how many times do you go to talk to people and they tell you they're a Christian? You look at their life, you're not to judge them. But what about the ones who don't who say they don't know Christ? Do you, do you spend time with them? You probably go to the movies or go to a game or whatever you do, spend time with them. That's your neighbor. But but do you understand what they're facing in the white throne judgment? It's not going to be nice. It's not going to be nice at all. We have, I mean, we all fail at that. Pastor talks about that. We're no better than Jonah. Yeah, that's true. We're not. You know, we have to keep that in mind. But it's, it's important for us to also to understand that um, the biggest thing for me is when I talk to somebody who clearly rejects, I feel better about them clearly rejecting than when you talk to somebody who you know they don't know what they're talking about. Give, give you an example. They deny Christ and his deity. He's not God. And these false teachers, the two things they attack always is the deity of Christ and what else? End times, right? They'll tell you to your face, oh, no, brother, there's, there's no hell. That's just figurative language. There's a true hell. God says, where the worm dieth not. That happens. That happens. So they, they will deny Christ. They'll, they'll deny, that's the first thing that sticks out. And then how they deal with sin, right? Eh? How they deal with sin. Oh, well, I, I, I repented, but I'm okay now. Really? Aren't we supposed to keep on repenting? Isn't that what the Bible says? We continuously repent? You know, so you, you look at your life and see where people are, see where things are at with people. But the many on that day that say, Lord, Lord, uh, yeah, they, they probably did some things. They're, they're looking at God like, you know, we did these things. Well, where, where are we at? But guess what? Their works were about them. Their works were not about glorifying God. Their works was to please their friend, their wife, their, 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 their employer. There's people who've been in the church for 30 years and don't know Christ. You know, who, you know what type of people are going to be here? Seminary professors, pastors, leaders in churches. That's who he's talking about. He's not talking about it. Atheists. He's talking about the people who think they're okay. Or the ones that's sitting out there right now like, you know, I really should, you know, uh, I really should repent because I know I really haven't. I don't want my wife to know that. I don't want my son to know that, but I really haven't done that. You're the one who's going to be here. That, that's, that's you. You know, because we're not promised tomorrow. We're not. But we desire in this church, as God says, for people to be saved. He doesn't want any to perish. Those below we know some are going to perish. But the issue is this. The issue is not, you know, Republican and uh, Democrat. There, there's a lot of Democrats and Republicans in hell right now. The political, political stuff is just another way to say, you know what, I honor myself. 
Oh, I stand up for this, uh, this president. I stand up for this nominee. But from what I can see, from what I can see, and I don't know their hearts, none of them know Christ, from what I can see. You know, but, but, but that's, you know, that's not something, that's not my matter, because God is sovereign, and it's going to be okay either way, because God is on the throne. Amen? Um, so, as we get down to it, I, I want to go to Ephesians 2, and just, and because, you know what, it's, it's, it's important for us to understand that it, it sounds like what I'm saying is gloom and doom, but if you're a believer, you know what I'm saying, it needs to be said. You know that, you know. It needs to be said, because the bottom line is we don't want anyone to be self-deceived. We don't want anyone to be standing before God when they've heard the gospel over and over, not just in this church. You know, if I would have died years ago before I came to know Christ, I had, I would, I had no excuse then, I had no excuse now, because I, I've heard it, you know. But when I came here, God, that was my time. That was my time to understand, and God took the blinders off, and he opened my heart. That can happen for you, too. But pride is the only thing that stops you from coming to Christ. You know, this, these are terrifying scriptures. I know that, you know. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace, okay, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no, no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created, again, in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we may walk in them. So it's, it's God's plan, okay? So good works, I don't need to go into that. You know what they are, okay? You know, it's about glorifying God. Good works uh, is, is something God has planned for all of us, and we need to be walking. Going, coming to church, is that a good work? It, it depends what your motive is. It, 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 it depends. Motives, God is the one who can... Can, can judge. The word is the one that judges your heart, the intent of your heart. Okay? But but as far as good works, yes, the people who tell you you're saved and go on about your life, they're lying to you. What did um, AJ just get done reading? You know? Faith without works is dead. If it's a dead faith, you're standing before God. Okay? And you're done. You're toast, like Pastor Zap wants to say. You know? You're, you're, you're over with. You know? And, I, and then you hear people, well, I went to Bible college. I, I did this, I did that. I sold? What does that mean? Where's your life now? Do you have a desire to be in God's word on a daily basis? You, do, do you pray? Are you on your knees asking God, to get, can I get it right today, God? Can I do this right? Can I pray for my pastor? You know, where are we at with that? This is what true salvation looks like. It's like, again, I love young people out here to tell you to your face, hey, I don't want nothing to do with that. I don't understand it. That's great. That's great. I'm going to tell you, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she grew up in the church, okay? And this is when, when I, before I came to Christ, yeah, I, I understand what easy believing it is. People who say a prayer and you're good. Yeah, again, you pray to God to save you, yes, of course. I'm not, I'm not questioning that. But it's not, it's not just about that. It's about your heart. It's, it's, that's where the circumcision takes place, your heart. That's where the surgery takes place, your heart. Anybody can hear in their mind something. That's what he said. Not those who say it, those who do. Not those who hear, those who do. What do you do with what you know, right? So my daughter, uh, we, we, she grew up, she was baptized, um, and she, she was zealous. She was zealous for God, you know, in, in her life. She really was. Um, about five years ago, we went to dinner. And I know the life she was living, you know. It was, I mean, I'm not saying she was just totally, you know, 
not moral or anything. She was living a life as teenagers do or whatever. And I, and I just, I just, we took her to dinner and I said, I said here, I'm going to give you something. Try to offer her a track. She said, no, I, I don't want nothing to do with that. I, and I asked her to her face. I said, I'm not going to say her name. I said, um, do you believe that Jesus is just something you deal with when you're a kid? You know, just something you do when you're a kid. And she said, yeah. I said, yeah. Very successful now in the world. Got a good job. I love her very much. Mary, love her very much. But she don't know Christ. She don't know Christ. And she'll tell you she don't know Christ. What, what's the issue with all these young people coming up and, and don't want nothing to do with the church? Some of that's on us. Some of, it, some of that is on us. Some of us are, are Christians that just come to church and go home and your week is totally different. You've got to be out there giving the gospel to people. You've got to not just giving it, sitting down explaining it to them. You know? That's what, we, that's what we should be doing. You know? Um, so, as we look at that, we, we understand that the climax of this is what Jesus is talking about. Is this, I can, Jesus is basically saying, I can't help you. I don't know you. I never knew you. You know? Verse 22. I'm in the wrong book. I'm still in Ephesians. Um, verse 23. And then I will declare to them, Jesus said, after they say about all the miracles they did and everything he did, he's going to declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Okay? Well, what is lawlessness? That definition is just, I mean, it's everything you do to dishonor God. Every sin that you do. You know, I could go there and, and talk about that, uh, but it's, it's just, I am going to go there. Um, First Corinthians 6. And the, the biggest thing, as I read this, okay, is you can, you can look at this list, okay? And you can say, okay, I don't do those things, right? Yeah, but you, you can say that, right? But, but the biggest thing you're doing because of your pride is rejecting Jesus Christ, okay? Because we all still sin, okay? But, but, but if you listen to these, this is a list of lawlessness, okay? Let's listen, let's, let's listen to it. Um, or do you not know that the unrighteous, okay, and we talked about this before. Is anyone here righteous? No. But if you're a Christian, you have what? You have Christ's righteousness. He's imputed his righteousness to you. He took your sin, right? So this is talking to unbelievers, okay? Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, or swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the spirit of God. Amen. Okay? So, yeah, you can say you're not in that list, but it doesn't matter if you don't know Christ. You are in that list. Because all your sins are still on you. Remember? The books are open. And what's read? Your deeds. Okay? I'm going to go to Galatians 5 now. 
And now I want to talk about um, five sixteen says, nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we who believe. Understanding that there's nothing not sinning can do to get us to Christ. Okay? The law is not going to justify you by keeping that you can't. Okay? And and how God views sinners, you know, I want you to I want you to understand that it's not pretty. Okay? Uh, Revelation 22 talks about who will be outside the gate. That same list is named there. They will not be able to come in. Christ is clear in his teaching that there's two ways. In the Old Testament, there's two ways. Okay? But the one way is only through Christ. That it's only through Christ. How does God see sinners? How much does God, how does God see people who sin? Who Christ calls, um, it's called, they're called evildoers, okay? They're, they're called, um, they're called different names in the Bible, but how does, how does God see that, you know? In this last verse that we just went through, um, he said, um, and I, I will declare to them, I never knew you, depart from me who practice lawlessness. And when he says practice, that, that's your lifestyle. That's what you do. I don't know if it's lying, cheating, I don't know what you do. You know, if that's in your life, I mean, don't, don't think we don't all sin. I'm not saying that. But if that's the practice of your thing, and more importantly, when's the last time you got on your knees and asked God to, you know, to forgive you? Oh, I'm okay. Because what laws you into this is this grace mentality. Everything is grace, 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 grace. Yeah, you say it by grace. Well, you don't use that for a license to sin. You know, you don't, you don't do that. You know, but people do. And, and, and um, it's, it's important for us to understand that God hates sin. You know, the, the, he says he can't look upon sin. So I'm going to take you to uh, Psalm 6. This is a view. So Jesus has a right to tell you to depart from him. He has a right to say that because he died for you, right? So in Psalm 6, 8 says this. Depart from me all who do iniquity. So it's consistently through the Bible he said that. But what does he think of these people? You want to be shocked at what he thinks of these people? Because what do you hear all the time? God is up. God loves everybody. God loves you. God loves you, right? Yeah. Um, Psalm 5.5 5 says this. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all who do iniquity. Where's the love there? Where's it at? I hate all who do iniquity. You're an enemy to God until you come to Christ. Period. That's what you are. So 
as we look at this, as we look at this, I just want to say this. We don't want anyone to stand before God and have to say, I did this, I did that. Here's my deeds. Okay? You're not gonna, you're not gonna make it. This church teaches the true way to Christ, true salvation. Because if it didn't, I wouldn't be here. And I'm sure many of you would not be here. But that's what that's what's taught here. So in closing, I want to say this. We're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And, 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 and I know this is not easy. I mean, I studied this a lot. I, obviously, I didn't use a lot of scripture because I think it's pretty much self-explanatory. You get it. But a lot of times you don't want to think about it. Start thinking about it. Young people, old people, those out here now that don't know Christ. It's real. The Bible is real. God's word is real. I don't care if you lived your whole life thinking you're okay. Examine your life. Christ says for us to examine our lives. Next week we do the Lord's table. Don't, t- don't take the bread and the, and the wine if you're not a believer. That's, what, that's a command in the Bible. Don't do that. Examine your life. See where you are with the Lord. And we, we desire everyone here to be saved. Now, I just want to make that clear. I'm not questioning anybody's salvation. I just I, This was on my heart to do. I did it. I pray that it was a, a blessing to you. Those who are here, who are in Christ, I hope this gave you assurance because look at your life. You can put your life up against the Bible and see where you are. Only, only one can confirm your salvation is God's spirit. God alone can do that. But for those of you who are here and don't know Christ, and we appreciate you coming. We want you here. But we pray that you would come to know Christ and that me, myself, and others here would love to sit down with you with the Bible and explain to you how you can be saved, how you can come to know Christ and be part of God's true family. That's my desire to see people saved. Our our goal in life is to glorify God. The issue is this. Are we coming with human achievement? Are we coming with the divine accomplishment that Christ has accomplished for us. Chief end of man is what? We glorify God and what? And glory from earth. Yes. Praise God for God. Praise God for his son, for what he did on the cross for us. And I just pray that, that this will be helpful to you this morning. Thank you. Bill, can you Let's rise for closing prayer, all right? A powerful message this morning. Father, we thank you for being fair and a righteous judge. We're undeserving of this, but because of your great love and your mercy, you've given us this gift of your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Lord, we know that our hearts are, are wicked and desperately sinful, but Lord, we know that uh, by coming to you because of your righteousness on the cross that you gave your life, that we can come to you. Help us this week to look at our lives that we might be pleasing to you, that we would give you the glory and the honor and the praise that you deserve. May we serve you with a loving heart 
They would be a witness to those who don't know Christ this week. And may everything that we do and say give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good week. See you Wednesday.